0: Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero, NCC 73117. I'm Captain William.
1: And I'm Commander Vicky.
0: And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this?
1: Aye aye, Captain.
2: Captain James that. Kirk of Enterprise.
3: Yes, I know.
2: That and is. A of his? In these trying times. Ariel Shaw. Doctor Leonard McCoy. And you?
3: Ariel Shaw. Ariel. And I'm Ariel too. Shaw. And friend. Mm-hmm.
2: All of my old friends look like doctors. All of his look like you. Well, you might as well join me for a drink. With this inquiry coming up, he's going to need all the friends he can get.
1: Inquiry, matter, Captain Kirk, James T. Subject, circumstances of death, Lieutenant Commander Finney, Benjamin.
2: This inquiry to determine whether a general court-martial should be convened against Captain Kirk on charges of perjury and culpable negligence. Ready. Let's begin with your relationship with Commander Finney. We knew him for a long time, did you? Yes, he was an instructor at the academy. Midshipman, that didn't stand in the way of our beginning a close friendship. His daughter Jamie, who was here last night, was named after him. Common knowledge that something happened to your friendship. It's no secret. We were assigned to the same ship some years later. I relieved him on watch once and found a circuit open for the atomic matter piles that should have been closed. Another five minutes could have blown up the ship.
1: Ship, nomenclature, specify.
2: United Starship Republic, number 1371.
0: Mm -hmm. So, that is true, the numbers that you stated. Right. But it does not say what kind of ship it actually is, I don't think. Um, I'm looking right now. Yeah, it doesn't say what kind of ship it is.
1: It doesn't say?
0: Nope. But it is the USS Republic. I closed the
2: switch and logged the incident. He drew a reprimand and was sent to the bottom of the promotion list. And he blamed you for that?
0: Yes. He had been at the academy for an unusually long time as an instructor. As a result, he was late in being assigned to a starship. The delay, he felt, looked bad on his record. My action, he believed, made things worse. Comment. Service record of Lieutenant
2: Commander Finney to be offended this inquiry. Noted. Now let's get into the specifics of the storm, Captain. Weather scan indicated an ion storm dead ahead. I sent Finney into the park. Why Finney? His name was at the top of the duty roster. If he blamed you... He may have blamed me that he never rose to command a ship, but I don't assign jobs on the basis of who blames me. It was Finney's turn, and I assigned him. He had just checked in with me from the pod when we hit the leading edge of the storm. Not too bad at first, I signaled a yellow alert. Then we began counting pressure, burden, stress, force set the works. I finally signaled a red alert. Finney knew he had a matter of seconds. I gave him those seconds, and more. Apparently it wasn't enough. And why, Captain, does the computer log from your ship, made automatically at the time, indicate that you were still on yellow alert when you jettisoned, and not on red? I don't know. This was a mistake. It seems so. Could the computer be wrong? Mister. Spark is running a survey right now, but the odds are next to impossible. Stop recording. Look, Jim. Not one man in a million could do what you and I have done. Command a, a starship, a hundred decisions a day, hundreds of lives staked on you making every one of them right. You played out, Jim. Exhausted. Is that the way you see it? That's the way my report will read if you cooperate. Physical breakdown, possibly even mental collapse. Possibly. I'd be admitting that a man died because admit of nothing, him. say nothing. Let me bury the matter here yeah, now. No starship captain has ever stood trial before, and I don't want you to be the first. But if what you suspect is true, then I'm guilty. I should be punished. Thinking of the service, I won't have it smeared. By what, Commodore? All right. By an evident perjurer who is either covering up his bad judgment, his cowardice, or something else. As work. far as you go, sir. I'm telling you, I was there on the bridge. I know what happened. I know what I did. It's in the transcript. Computer transcripts don't lie. I'm telling you, Captain, either you accept a permanent ground assignment or... The whole disciplinary way to Starfleet Command is going to light right on your neck. So that's the way we do it now. Sweep it under the rug and me along with it. Not in your life. I'm in a fight. Then you draw a general court. Draw it? I demand
0: it. And right now, Commodore Stone. Right now. (laughs) Dirk is indeed mad because he's true. Right? The computer may not be Tampa wrong, Bob, but it can be tampered 8, with.
2: Right. The officers who will comprise my court-martial board are proceeding to Starbase 11. Meanwhile, repairs on the Enterprise are almost complete. Maria. Dr. McCoy said you were yeah, I should have felt it in the air like static electricity.
3: Flattery will get you everywhere.
2: It's been. How long has it been?
3: Four years, seven months, and an odd
2: number of days.
3: Not that I'm counting.
2: You look marvelous. You haven't changed a
3: bit. Things have changed for you, haven't they?
2: Well, you've heard about that.
3: I'm a lawyer in the Judge Advocate's office, Raymond.
2: I remember. Let's forget. We have a lot of lost time to make up.
3: You're taking it very lightly.
2: The confidence of an incident.
3: Are you? Mm. It's not what the rumors indicate.
2: No. That's not talk shop.
3: Jim, this could ruin you. Will you take some advice?
2: I never could talk you into it. All right.
3: The prosecution will build its case on the basis of Kirk versus the computer. Now, if your attorney tries to defend on that basis, you won't have a chance.
2: What are the choices there?
3: Well, that's up to your attorney, and that's why he's got to be a good one. You, perhaps? Uh... No. I'm busy.
2: Well, a girl with your ability should be able to handle two cases at once.
3: Jim, be serious. You're not an ordinary human, you're a starship captain, and you've stepped into scandal. If there's any way they can do it, they'll slap you down hard and permanently for the good of the service.
2: You still haven't made any recommendation?
3: Samuel T. Cogley, attorney at law. If anyone can save you, he can. He'll be paying you a visit. Jim, I've got to go. For real?
2: You still haven't told me how you know so much about what the prosecution's going to do?
3: Because, Jim Kirk, my dear old love... I am... I am the prosecution.
0: And I'm I done have done, done, done my done. very
3: best to have you slapped down hard. Broken out of the service. In disgrace.
1: What's happening?
0: You, Kirk? Yes.
3: And in comes, mister?
2: What is all this? I figured we'd be spending some time together, so I moved in. I hope I'm not crowding you. What's about it? Don't you like them? Oh, I like them fine. But a computer takes less space. A computer. I got one of these in my office. Contains all the precedents. A synthesis of all the great legal decisions written throughout time. I never use it. Why not? I've got my own system. Books, young man. Books, thousands of them. If time wasn't so important, I'd show you something. My library, thousands of books. What would be the point? This is where the law is. Not in that homogenized, pasteurized, synthesized. You want to know the law? The ancient concepts in their own language? Learn the intent of the men who wrote this. The Moses to the tribunal of Alpha 3 books? He's right now. You have to be either right. an excessive crackpot who's escape from his keeper or a Samuel T. Cogley attorney at law. right on both counts. Need a lawyer? I'm afraid so. This court is now in session. I have appointed as members of this court Space Command Representative Lindstrom. Lindstrom.
0: Starship
2: Captain Fresnofsky and Chandra. Captain Kirk, I direct your attention to the fact that you have a right to ask for a substitute officers if you feel that any of these named harbor prejudiced
0: attitudes to your case. I have no objection, sir. Do you consent to the service of Lieutenant Shaw as prosecuting officer and to myself as president of the court?
2: I do, sir. All right, Clerk.
1: charge, culpable negligence. Specification In that on star date 2945.7 by such negligence, Captain Kirk James T. did cause loss of life to win the life of records officer Lieutenant Commander Finney Benjamin to all recorded charges and specifications. What is the Not
2: guilty. I love the music. Well. I don't know. he, Lieutenant?
3: I call Mr. Spock. <laughs> Spock, serial
1: number S one seven nine two seven six SP, service rank, lieutenant commander, position. First Officer, Science Officer, Current Assignment, USS Enterprise, Commendation, Volcanian Scientific, Legion of Honor, Awards of Valor,
3: twice decorated by Starfleet Command. Mr. Spock, as a first officer, you know a great deal about computers, don't you? I know all about them. It is possible for a computer to malfunction, is it not? Affirmative. Do you know of any malfunction which has caused an inaccuracy in the Enterprise?
2: Negative.
3: That answer is based on your mechanical survey of the Enterprise computer, ordered by the defendant prior to this trial, is it not? Affirmative. Now, the star date
2: is inaccurate. Yes. Why
3: do you say that?
2: Yes? It reports that the jettison button was pressed before the red alert.
3: In other words, it reports that Captain Kirk was reacting to an extreme emergency that did not send a
2: And that is impossible.
3: Were you watching from the exact moment you pressed the jettison button?
2: No, I was occupied. The ship was already on yellow alert.
3: Then how can you dispute the finding of the wrong?
2: I do not dispute it. I merely state that it is wrong.
3: Oh, on what do you base that statement?
2: I know the captain. He is Please in...
3: Please instruct the witness not to check
2: Lieutenant, I am half Vulcanian. Vulcanians do not speculate. I speak from pure logic. If I let go of a hammer, I
3: think
2: it has a positive gravity and need not see it fall to know that it has in fact fallen.
3: I do not see what that is. Gentlemen,
2: human beings have characteristics just as inanimate objects do. It is impossible for Captain Kirk to act out of panic or malice.
0: It is not his nature. In your opinion. You see the look of his face just like... Yes. Yeah. In my
3: case. have to Right. Your so witness, way. Right.
0: No questions. You step down.
3: I now call the personnel officer for the Enterprise.
1: Service rank, ensign, position, personnel officer, current assignment, USS Enterprise.
3: In the course of your duties as personnel officer of the Enterprise. <coughs> Are you familiar with the service records of all of them? Yes, ma'am. With reference to Records Officer Finney, was there in his service record a report of disciplinary action for failure to close a circuit? Yes, ma'am. Was the charge in that instance based upon a log entry by the officer who relieved him? Yes, ma'am. And who was that yes, off? Ensign Gene T. Cooke. please for the point. In from James T. Kerr. Now the captain's purpose his important. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Do you wish to cross-examine, Mr. Parker?
2: No questions. You may step down.
3: I now call Doctor McCoy to the
0: stand. Doctor McCoy. Sir, sir,
1: Physicians, ship surgeons,
3: current assignments, U.S.S. Enterprise, commendations, season of honor, awards of valor, decorated by star-fleet surgeons. Doctor, you are on the record an expert in psychology, especially space psychology, patterns which develop in the close quarters of the ship during long voyages in these states. I know
2: something about it.
3: You have just heard the testimony of your own personal office that it was an action of the then-NC Kirk, which placed an unerasable blot on the record of the then-Lieutenant Finney. Psychologically, is it possible that Lieutenant Finney blamed Kirk for the incident? It's possible. He could have hated Kirk down through the years, blamed him for being passed over for promotion, blamed him for never being given a command of his own. Do okay. Now, let us hypothesize, Doctor. Is it normal for a person to return affection for him? No. Do we not tend to at first resent and then actively dislike the person who hates him? Well,
2: I, mean, I, don't, I don't
3: quite Hypothetically. Would not Captain Smith begin to hate Lieutenant Commander Jones once he learned that Lieutenant Commander Jones hated and detested him? Oh,
2: yes. I
1: suppose it
3: Then I ask. Is it not possible that Captain Kirk became aware of Lieutenant Commander Finney's hatred for and perhaps even involuntarily, began to reciprocate?
2: Not Captain Kirk.
3: Any normal human, Doctor, is it possible?
2: But he's not that kind of a man.
3: Is it theoretically possible? Yes. It's possible.
2: Hmm. Your witnesses, Department. No question. Step down. The public. you have written the testimony from three witnesses, and in neither instance have you availed yourself of your right to cross damage. Have you abrogated that right? You step down. The Father, you have written the testimony from three witnesses, and in neither instance have you availed yourself of your right to cross examine Have you abrogated that right? Well, oh, sir, the truth is I've been holding back to we get this preliminary business out of the way. I'd like to call Captain Kirk to the stand.
1: James T. Kirk, serial number, S.B. 937-0176-C.E.C. Service rank, captain, position, starship command,
2: Current assignments, U.S.S. Enterprise. Commendation, all of
3: acts in our case mission. rank kind, order
0: of tactics. Class of excellence. Transherent, driven of commendation. Classes, birth,
2: and... they it the court. The court recognizes counsel for the
0: prosecution. The prosecution can seek the inestimable record of counsel Mr. How did you want to show the of progress. But then on the other hand, but then I'm the other up those wheels to run over my client in their unblinded case.
2: Continue. <coughs> <coughs> Awards of valor,
1: Medal of Honor, Silver Palm with Plunder, Dark citation for conspicuous Gallantry, great order of heroism. I
2: think that's enough. I wouldn't want to slow things up too much. Thank you. Now, Captain, despite what these machines indicate, was there indeed a red alert before you jettisoned the pod? Yes, sir, there was. Please tell us about it. First, I am at a loss to explain the errors and the extract from the computer log. We were in an ion course. Everyone here in this course knows the dangers involved. I was the math. The decisions were mine, no one else. Charges of malice have been made. There was no malice. Lieutenant Commander Finney, a member of my crew, and that's exactly the way he speaks. It has been suggested that I panicked on the bridge and jettisoned the ion pod prematurely. That is not so. You have heard some of the details of my record. This was not my first crisis. It was one of many. During it, I did what my experience and training required me to do. I took the proper steps, in the proper order. I did exactly what had to be done, exactly when it should have been done. You did the right thing, but would you do it again? Given the same circumstances, I would do the same thing without hesitation. Because the steps I took, ...and the order I took them were absolutely necessary if I were to save my ship. And nothing is more important than my ship. That's
1: right. Yep. So don't you forget it.
3: No, wouldn't sure. <laughs> The prosecution does not wish to dishonor this man. But facts are facts. I must invite the attention of the court and Captain Kirk to this visual extract from the Enterprise computer log. Playback. What you are about to see is precisely what took place on the Enterprise Bridge during the Iron Storm. Meteorology reports Iron Storm upcoming, Captain
2: somebody in the pod for reading, Mr. Finney. Mr. Finney is coming to your officer, Captain. You can?
3: Attention, Commander Finney. Report pause the pod for reading on Ion Fleet. Message
2: received. Officer posted, Captain. Stand by lie status, Mr. Spark. Acknowledged. Approaching Ion Storm, sir. Walk back to Mr. happening. Work one, sir.
3: Stop. Go forward with magnification on the panel. Captain Kirk is now signaling a yellow alert. Go forward, normal view. Call and pod, sir.
2: Hi, yeah. he hear, I am. here, Captain. Lion readings in progress. Make it fast, Ben. I may have to go to Red Alert. Affirmative. Hold your course, Mr. Max. Aye, sir. vibrations, Force 2, Captain. Force 3. Engineering, the Lion on pod Aye. Engineering. One-third more thrust.
0: Working. my on five.
2: Stand by to get out of there, Ben. Aye, aye, sir. <laughs> Force five, sir. Steady as she goes, Mr. Hansen.
3: Freeze that. If the court will notice, the log plainly shows the defendant's finger pressing the jettison button. The condition signal reads yellow alert, not red alert, but simply yellow alert. When the pod containing Lieutenant Commander Finney was jettisoned, the emergency did not as yet exist.
2: Twenty-nine, forty-nine point nine. 499 The evidence presented by the visual playback to my general court-martial was damning. I suspect even my attorney has begun to doubt me. Computers don't lie. Are you suggesting that I did? I'm suggesting that maybe you did have a lapse. It was possible, you know, with the strain you were under. There's still time to change our plea. I could get you off. Two days of has taken anything. I just... Take anything. You did. Your professional career. I spent my whole life training for decisions just like that. My whole life. Is it possible that the moment came? No. I know what I did. You can fall if you want. There's no place to go except back to court and hear the verdict. Turkey. Captain, I've run a complete megalite survey on the computer. I'll tell you what you found, nothing, right? You sound bitter, Captain. Not better enough to forget to thank you for your efforts. Further instructions? No. It's not all bad, Mr. Spock. Who knows, you may be able to beat your next captain of chess. Sure, okay. Jamie! This is Lieutenant Commander Penny's daughter. Mr.
3: we've so got to start this. Make him take a ground assignment. I realize it wasn't his fault. I won't make any trouble. Make him change his please.
2: It's too late for that, sir. But I'm glad they don't blame me anymore for what happened.
3: I was just so upset that
2: morning.
3: I had to. I never realized how close you and Dad had been until I read through some of the papers he wrote. Letters to another I
2: don't
3: know how I ever could have thought mm-hmm. you. Mr. Cobley, ruining Jim won't change what's
2: happened. That's very commendable, Miss Finney. But most unusual. After all, Captain Kirk was accused of causing your father's death. The evidence would indicate his guilt.
3: I was just thinking
2: of Jim. I know. But uh, I thank you. I have to go and change. You ready? No. But I may be getting ready. I had to see it to believe it. Explain. You're about to lock off the captain's professional head, and you're sitting here playing chess with the computer. That is true. Spock, you're the most cold-blooded man I've ever known. Why, thank you, Doctor. I've just won my fourth game. That's impossible. Observe for yourself. Wrote the King's Pawn for
1: Bishop, have level
2: right. Now, this is the computer's move now mine. Checkmate. Mechanically, the computer is flawless. Therefore, logically, its report of the captain's guilt is infallible. I could not accept that, however. So you tested the program bank. Exactly. I programmed it myself for chess some months ago. The best I should have been able to obtain was a draw. Well, why are you just sitting here? Transporter room, standby. We're getting down. Board is now in session. The board will entertain motions before delivering the verdict. Counsel for the prosecution? So
3: the prosecution rests.
2: Counsel for the defense? Sir, the defense rests. Mr. Cobbley. Mr. Cobbley. Sir, the new evidence has just been brought to my attention, and I'd like to ask the court
3: Objection. Counsel for the defense has rested his case.
2: Of what nature is this evidence? I can't tell you. I have to show you, sir.
1: Mr. Carley is well known for his theatric.
2: the saving a innocent man's career of theatric? Councils will kindly direct their remarks in place. It's being all lighted to, sir. Now that I've got something human to talk about. Rights, sir. Human rights. The Bible. The Code of Hammurabi. And of Justinian. Magna Carta. The Constitution of the United States fundamental declarations of the Martian colonies, statutes of Alpha III. Gentlemen, these documents all speak of rights. Rights of the accused to a trial by his peers to be represented by counsel. The rights of cross-examination, but most important, the right to be confronted by the witnesses against him, a right to which my client's been denied.
3: Your Honor, that is ridiculous. We produced the witnesses in court. My learned opponents had the opportunity to see them cross-examine
2: them. All but one. The most devastating witness against my client is not a human being. The a machine. An information system. The computer log of the And I ask this court adjourn and reconvene aboard that vessel.
1: I protest, Your Honor. And
3: I
2: repeat, I speak of rights. A machine has none. A man must. My client has the right to face his accuser, and if you do not grant him that right, you have brought us down to the level of the machine. Indeed, you have elevated that machine above us. I ask that my motion be granted more than that, gentlemen. In the name of humanity, fading in the shadow of the machine, I demand it. I demand it! Log, start date 2950.1. After due consideration, General Court Martial has reconvened on board the Enterprise. How many games of chess did you uh, win to the computer, Mr. Stark? Five and all. May that be considered unusual? Affirmative. Why? I personally programmed the computer for chess months ago. I gave the machine an understanding of the game equal to my own. The computer cannot make an error. And assuming that I do not either, the best that could normally be hoped for would be stalemate after stalemate. And yet I beat the machine five times. Someone, either accidentally or deliberately, adjusted the programming, and therefore the memory banks of that computer. Could that have had an effect on the visual playback we saw?
3: Object. The witness would be making a conclusion.
2: This hypothetically, Mr. Stark. Hypothetically, Mr. Shepard, if <laughs> what you suggest had been done, it would be beyond the capabilities of most men. Is that true? Affirmative.
0: What man aboard ship
2: would it not be beyond? The captain, myself, and the records officer. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, you have no records officer. Affirmative. Until he was lost. Our records officer was Lieutenant Commander Finney. Captain Kirk, will you tell the steps you took to find Mr. Finney after the storm? I instituted a phase one search. Describe the phase one search. It's a painstaking, thorough attempt in and around the ship to find a man who's presumably injured and unable to respond. It presupposes, does it not, that a man wishes to be found? I beg your pardon? If you start to search for a man, You assume, don't you, that he must be found, hiding? On a ship of this size, could a man evade such a search? Possible. Gentlemen, I submit to you that Lieutenant Commander Ben Finney is not dead. Mr. Cogley, we are waiting for proof of the extraordinary statement you made in the briefing room. We shall have it. But first I need the cooperation of this court conducting an experiment. Captain Kerr? Gentlemen, for the purposes of this experiment, it will be necessary for all personnel, except the members of the court and the command crew, to leave the ship. I am ordering all others to report to the transporter. Including myself, sir. This court is by no means adjourned, Mr. Cogan. I have an errand ashore of vital importance for the purpose of this court, and I will return. Very well. Thank you, sir. Very well. Captain, are you maintaining an engine through aboard? Our impulse sensors have been shut down. we maintain orbit by momentum. And when the orbit begins to decay? we we'll be finished long before that. Ready, Mr. Spock? spot minute, Captain. Gentlemen, this computer has an auditory center. It can, in effect, hear sound. By installing the booster, we can increase that capability on the order of 1 to the 4th pound. The computer should be able to bring us every sound occurring on the ship. All personnel have left the ship as ordered, sir. Lieutenant right, McCoy? All right, Mr. Spunner? Of all the people on board the ship. Dr. McCoy uses use this
0: white sound device to mask out each person's heartbeat so that it will be eliminated from the sound. So what does McCoy's white sound device look like? A microphone. The beauty of props, even back then. You use what you had at hand. Right. Oh there's here. First the cat. After many minutes lastly myself
2: that's all of us except for the crewman and the transporter Mr. Spock eliminated his heartbeat.
0: that accounts for everyone there's still one more
2: In or near engineering. Seal off B deck. Sections 18Y through 23D. Acknowledge. So Finney is alive. It it seems so. Commodore, this is my problem. I would appreciate it if no one left the bridge. Sam and Cogney had gone ashore to bring Jamie and Finney on board. We both felt that Jamie's presence would make Finney easier to handle, in the event Finney really were alive. Ben! Ben Finney! Mr. Spock, the time during What compensate. What is happening? The orbit is beginning to decay. You mean you're relieved because you think your career is saved. But you're wrong. Ben! Ben, it's not too late. We can help you. Well, uh, you help me all along, kept me down, help me of my own command? Well, I'm a good officer, as good as you. They told you to do it to me. You all conspired against me. You ruined me. You won't do it anymore. Put the phaser down then. Oh, I. Your own death would mean too little to you, but your ship. What about my ship? It's dead. I've killed it. I tapped out your primary energy circuits. What's What's our orbit status? Decaying, Captain. Variants at second level depreciating unusually fast. you are out of power. I know this ship, too. The Enterprise should have been mine. You kept me promised. Why kill innocent people? Listen. <laughs> Officers gentlemen. Captains all. Except for Finney and his ones. A long time ago. But they don't forget. I love the mistake, Ben. Blame me, not them. But they ought to blame you. All of you. I was a good officer. I really was. I love the service more than any man ever dared! Mr. Spock, running out of time. General, you'll please hurry to the transport. This no, is Of course, not yet Mr. your burden. You can hear this witness out. Very well, sir. It's not too late. You can be helped. But if you kill all those people... Why shouldn't I? She can leave them in faith. She is Jamie included in that deal? What do you mean? She's on board by now. Yes, she's on board. Why did you do that?
0: Why did you That was the opportunity Kirk needed. Right.
1: Woohoo! What's it begin?
0: So this is one of the times you'll see this, but it's Stuntman versus Stuntman. Right. Stuntman fighting stuntman. It was a it was a constant thing so nobody got hurt. Exactly. And of course back then they couldn't hide it as well as they can now.
1: Right.
2: sobbing, Finney told me where he had sabotaged the prime energy circuits. The damage he had caused was considerable, but not irreparable. With luck, I would be able to effect repairs before our orbit decayed to completion. Mr. Spock, a fourteen points and rising. Activate port in rising. I command port imposing. One third power. One third
3: power. Energy fading.
2: Orbit stabilizing.
3: Secure,
2: sir. Unless the prosecution has an objection, I rule this court to be dismissed.
3: Absolutely no objection.
0: Of course not.
3: Of course. Penny is alive. Exactly. How long will it be this time before I see you
2: again? At the risk of sounding mystic, that depends kind on of the stuff.
3: Sam Carver asked me to give you something special. It's not a first edition. Yes, a... Sam says that makes it special,
0: right? Huh? I didn't have much of a chance to think.
3: He's busy on things. He's defending Ben Finnex.
2: <laughs> he says he'll
3: win.
2: I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Do
3: you think it would cause a breakdown of discipline if a lowly lieutenant kissed a starship captain on the bridge of his ship.
2: Woo-hoo! Let's try. They <laughs> ain't no change. This one goes on. And so, the end. Goodbye, Jim. Goodbye,
3: better
0: luck next time I
3: had
0: pretty good luck this time. I lost it good point Right? then she blew him a kiss
2: <laughs> she's a very good lawyer obviously did
0: yeah. As the crest roll. So, what do you think of this one?
3: I liked it. But I liked it.
0: But there was earlier.
1: It was kind of boring at first, and then it gets better.
0: Okay. Yes. Well, and that's the way court cases usually are. Right. Regardless, I've been in a few myself. So.
3: Really?
0: Do you tell? No. <laughs> so, Vicky, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you put this one?
1: I did put this one to the
0: 6.5. Okay, I'm going to have to give this one a 7. Okay. Because good storytelling. Yeah, we found out that Kirk is not infallible.
1: Right.
0: But he also knows what he did. Right. So, there's that. So, do you think this episode hinges on?
1: Well, his lawyer, called, uh Commander Stone,
3: I can't remember the other commandeers' names.
0: So, actually, I can tell you that right now. They are... Not all of them were common commodores either. By the way. Oh,
3: okay.
0: One of them was Fleet Commander Lindstrom.
1: Okay.
0: Captains Kurnowski and Captain Chandra.
1: Okay.
3: Jamie Finney and Ben.
0: Vinnie, mm-hmm.
3: And uh, Spock and the Doctor. And the Shaw, like, the Ariel Shaw. Okay.
0: Okay. I also have to give it to the personnel officer. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, is there anything else you'd like to say about this episode? No, I'm
2: good.
0: So, one thing I will have to say, this is why I didn't say it because it was a spoiler, in the original episode, when you look at the building, when they're looking at the space station, or plant, whatever you want to call it. That big, tall building. Before, it used to be all just white lights. Nothing there. Now they've got people walking around in it. Okay. Because it's already Master series. Right. So other than that, anything else? No. Okay, well, I guess until next week, I'm William.
3: And I'm Vicky.
0: And we'll catch you in the next mission.
3: Bye.